Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Welcome to part six of nine of The Dream Shakes, The Dream Takes NBA Draft 2022 Prospect Breakdown. We have five incredible prospects to take a look at tonight. Very excited to break down these five guys because I honestly feel like all five of these players are going to be in contention for the Rockets at some point in the 2022 draft, whether it be not necessarily at number three, but potentially very in play at number 17. If they pick up another draft pick in the first round, they could take a a strong look at one of these five guys. Uh, But I'm here to talk Rockets basketball with all of you. If you're tuning in here live on Spotify Green Room and you want to talk any one of these five prospects, hit that request to speak button. I will bring you up on stage. Give me your thoughts and we'll break it down here in H-Town. Without further ado, uh, very crazy. We are nine days away from the NBA draft. 
Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. It is next Thursday. So excited. Cannot wait. Uh, so let's get straight into it. Uh, first guy we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, again, we have five prospects to take a look at tonight. So we'll spend a decent amount of time on each guy, uh, but not too, too long. Again, if you'd like to talk any of these prospects, hit that request to speak button. I'll bring you up here on stage and we will get right to it. So first guy I want to take a look at, EJ Liddell out of the Ohio State University. Now, EJ Liddell, interesting guy, 6'7", 240. He's a junior, so he's a little bit older, uh, which I like, especially bringing as many rookies as the Rockets did into their system last year. They're going to pick up another guy at three. They could use a little bit of uh, veteran presence, if you will. Again, a guy like EJ Liddell, will be a veteran, but, or excuse me, a rookie, but he's an older rookie. He's already a junior, so he's 21 years old. Now, in the three years that he played at Ohio State, uh, his numbers trended in the right direction, which you love to see. 1920, he was at 6.7 points per game, only averaging 16 minutes per game. 2020-2021, ballooned to 16 points per game in uh, 29 minutes per game. And then this past season, he went up to 33 minutes per game and averaged 19 and a half points per game and eight rebounds. So for a guy who's six seven, averaging eight rebounds, you love to see that. He was a 37% three-point shooter, which you love to see that as well. Uh, EJ Liddell. Uh, tonight, we're going to look at nbadraftroom.com. So I appreciate NBA Draft Room and all of their Insight, great website to take a look at. They mock EJ Liddell going 22 uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. They say a versatile talent who can play the four or small ball five, fundamentally sound and efficient, would be a great fit on a win-now team. Now, a guy like that you may look at and you may say to yourself, the Rockets aren't ready for that type of guy. You also look at a guy like Liddell at 6'7". Let's use the example of, Apollo Boncaro, uh, who's six foot ten. If you bring in a guy like Liddell at six seven, people will look at that as potentially a repetitive uh, pick. I, I'm I'm sort of there with him, but I also am a big fan of uh, NBA Draft Room because at number three they have the Rockets taking Jaden Ivey over Paolo Boncaro. However, I've been on that train for a while now. That would be the right pick in my eyes. Um, So let's just use their mock draft as a platform for this conversation. If the Rockets came out of this draft with a guy like Liddell at 17 and Jaden Ivey, that's an A draft in my book. Uh, I like Liddell a lot because of what we just laid out. I like the fact that he shot 37% from three. I like the fact that he averaged 19 points on a team uh, in the Big Ten, the Big Ten played some really good basketball last year, uh, comparative to a guy uh, who uh, you know comes out of a school like Loyola or a small a St. Mary's, if you will. Again, they play decent competition, but not like the Big Ten. I like EJ Liddell a lot. Every mock has him going somewhere between seventeen and twenty-five. Um, I haven't seen anybody mock Liddell to the Rockets at seventeen. I think the Rockets 
are going to have better options at 17 than EJ Liddell. EJ Liddell, for me, would be a prime target if the Rockets were to move back from 17, pick up a player, pick up uh, maybe some future draft capital if they move to, from 17, let's say, down to a, a 19 or a 20, potentially down to 21 or 22. EJ Liddell, prime draft target for me, gives the Rockets something that they certainly do not have right now, uh, which would be moderate to elite uh, wing play. We'll bring in Lewis Brown from Sugarland to talk Rockets prospects tonight. Pops, what's going down? Hit that unmute button. Great show as usual. Um, Thank you. As you can see, I'm still far advanced in technology. Um, Facts. And if you've gone over this already, I'll, I apologize. I just tuned in. I got a question. Yes. We take whoever at three, Ivy or Banchero. Let me ask you a question. If Who would they be drooling over if they took Eric Gordon and the 17th pick to say move up a, a couple of spots? Who would that player be maybe in your opinion that would make them want to jump up three or four spaces? Well, there's news today that the New York Knicks are looking to move down from the 11th spot. So based on your question, I would assume the Rockets would be looking, let's just say in this scenario, to move to 11. Um, it's a great question. I, In my opinion, it all depends on what they do at three, right? And most people have them taking Boncaro. I'm going to be the, the odd duck out on the pond, I think they're taking Jaden Ivey from Purdue. That's my opinion. I, I don't like the fit of Paolo Boncaro as a Rocket. A, because he doesn't solve any problems that the Rockets currently have. The Rockets have a guy like a Paolo Boncaro who is Christian Wood. Paolo Boncaro is six foot ten. So is Christian Wood. Christian Wood, I think, is two. 35, Boncaro's 250. Both guys can't defend the rim. Both guys are decent uh, rebounders. They're not great rebounders, and they don't defend the rim. Give me a reason outside of he's one of the three or four best players in the draft that you would want Paolo Boncaro as a Rocket. Well, let me ask you a question. I I think Ivy and Green backcourt would, would just be crazy good. But let me ask you a question. Is a guy like a Mark Williams worth jumping up to 11 for? Yes. In my opinion, yes. I think the, I think the dark horse in this conversation, and he's the, the target. We're going to talk about a guy that I really like you know, in a few minutes. Um, can the Rockets get in on a DeAndre Ayton conversation? Because if they can get in on a DeAndre Ayton conversation, then all of this is – all of the conversation of their draft completely turns because all of a sudden you don't need a Mark Williams. If you get a Deandre Ayton, let's say you're able to get a Deandre Ayton and keep the third pick, which I'm assuming you would. Can you imagine this team? If they pull off a Deandre Ayton and Jaden Ivy hall with three and 17. Well, I think if, if you somehow got Ayton um, and I'm thinking of, 
in order to keep the third, I'm thinking of you're probably going to have to give up probably Wood and Gordon. Bye. Goodbye. And yeah, you do that deal. Probably either the 17th or a couple of future first, whether it's Brooklyn, whether it's Milwaukee's. Um, but that's good. That's it. That's going to, that's going to, that's going to show where the Rockets mindset is, right? With can they, you know, going back to EJ Liddell, EJ Liddell would be an example of if you're moving the 17th pick in a trade package, let's just say for a DeAndre Ayton and they can buy back into the first round and still end up with two guys in the first round, one being at three, let's say one being at 22. And that type of guy would be an EJ Liddell. To answer your original question, if they move up to 11, let's just say for a big man, let's say they do take Ivy at three. The two targets, in my opinion, would be Jalen Duran, Memphis, or Mark Williams, Duke. Those are the two guys that I would move up for. There's nobody else that I look at and I say, oh, my God, they have to get that guy. Potentially, you could look at a small forward like an Adrian Griffin from Duke, who we talked about on the last show. Another good wing. He's got some health problems. Uh, but he's a hell of a shooter. He shot 42% from the three-point line. That's a guy that you could look at. Those three names pop out to me at 11. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. My man, appreciate right. you listening. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. See, that's a great answer. It's why I love doing this show. This is a great show. Um, okay, so let's get back to our uh, prospect breakdown for tonight. We talked to EJ Liddell, Ohio State. Let's keep it with the Ohio State talk. Let's move to another Ohio State Buckeye, Malachi Branham. Um, now he's six foot five, 180. Um, this is a guy, again, we're going to give uh, some love over here to NBADraftRoom.com. They have him mocked to 14 going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, when you break down Malachi Branham, uh, he was a freshman this past year, 6'5", 180. He averaged 13.7 points this past season. Uh, he averaged uh, three and a half rebounds. He shot another ridiculous percentage from the three-point line, 41.6%. Uh, NBA Draft Rooms talks about uh, the ca- a talented shot maker next to Garland. Brandon is getting lottery buzz and has looked good during the pre-draft process. Jeremy and I talked about this in our show this past weekend that this draft is littered with guys like Malachi Branham. A bunch of guys, like you look at him, you look at another guy we're going to talk about in a minute, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. I'm a lot higher on Davis than I am Branham, but there's so many guys that are 6'4 to 6'7, you know, 180 to the 205, 210 range. Lanky guys that are going to be able to make their name as 3 and D guys at the next level. For me, Branham doesn't do a great job getting his own shot. Um, I think he's decent. I don't think he's great at that skill. But he's a 3 and D guy. You can plug and play, ready to play NBA ball from day one. He's not a guy that you're going to stick in the G League. I mean, he is ready to go day one, shot maker, give him the ball on the three-point line and see what he can do with it. Now, Jeremy Jeremy made a good point on our last show uh, that I want to touch on real quick. Um, just because the Rockets have guys 
that fit that type of mold. You know, Malachi Branham, if you bring him in, he would be repetitious for me to a Josh Christopher, right? Do, do the Rockets need Branham? No. Could they use him? Well, yeah, he's a, he's a talented prospect. If you bring a guy like Branham or Liddell in, they're immediately going to take away minutes from Christopher. The Rockets have to weigh that option of, at 17, if those types of guys are the best players available, they still need to draft them. And competition is going to be good for a guy like Josh Christopher. You, the last thing you want is for a guy like Christopher to come in next season and feel like he has any sort of job won. Same thing with Shingun. Same thing with Garuba. The more talent the Rockets can put in that locker room, let the young guys play, let them fight it out, literally if you have to, and see what you can come out of this uh, NBA draft with. All right, so we talked to Malachi Branham. Let's get to the three blue-chip prospects of the night that we're going to spend uh, a decent amount of time talking about. Now, third guy that I just mentioned, one Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Now, I saw Johnny Davis play one game uh, this year. Uh, Johnny Davis uh, was, what was he? He's a sophomore at uh, Wisconsin. He, uh, his team uh, defeated my Houston Cougars early in the year. I really liked what I saw from Johnny Davis. Uh, he's, a, he's a fiery, competitive dude. I mean, he's a guy that will come in and he will, he will punch you in the mouth if he has to. He will get in your grill. He will do the dirty work. NBA Draft Room compares Johnny Davis to Manu Ginobili as much as that would hurt to add to this team. I feel like he would be exactly what you're – he's the prototypical 3 and D guy. And we used that topic or that phrase, I should say, a couple times tonight. Not going to apologize for it because the first three guys uh, bring that element – to a certain extent. I think Liddell and Branham are decent, I would say, on the defensive end. I would give them no better than a C-plus average. But in today's NBA, if you're bringing C-plus effort and results, most teams will be okay with that. Johnny Davis is not a C-plus type of defender. I mean, he will get after you defensively. Offensively, you know, he's, he's got some, some skills, right? Um, you look at last year, he averaged 19.7 points per game. Uh, he averaged seven rebounds, or excuse me, 8.2 rebounds a game, averaged a couple of assists on a pretty good Wisconsin team. Now, the thing that scares me about a guy like Johnny Davis uh, is that he was the best player on a, in what I would call a mediocre Wisconsin team. That Wisconsin team was not great. When a player averages the types of numbers that they that he did, that team that team relied on him so much that what's going to happen when he comes to the NBA? Let's say the Rockets take him at seventeen. Do I think he'll be there at seventeen? No, I don't. But let's say that he is there because so many different things can happen on draft night. That if the Rockets end up with Davis at seventeen, it's a steal. Every mock draft that you look at, CBS Sports, uh, SI, NBA Draft Room, all of them have Johnny Davis going prior to 17. 
So if the Rockets are at 17 and he's there and they hold on to that pick, you take Johnny Davis and you say, thank you very much. I will take another. Uh, what's going to happen when he's not the first option? You know, let's just say that the Rockets roster is the same that it is right now. And let's say you add, you know, let's just say Boncaro and Davis at three and 17. Let's just say you add those two guys to this roster. All of a sudden, Johnny Davis at best is going to be your fourth or fifth best option. What does that do to him on the offensive end of the floor? It's going to limit his ability to impact the game. He's going to have to become a better three-point shooter. His uh, numbers from 2021 at nearly 39% from three dipped to 31% this past year at Wisconsin. You don't like seeing that trend going from 39 to 31%. He's going to have to become a better three-point shooter. He does a really good job at getting to the rim whenever he wants. Johnny Davis, for me, if the Rockets want him, I mean, Pops asked about what type of guy the Rockets could look to acquire if they're moving up. Johnny Davis is a name to watch if the Rockets are moving up. It depends on how far they're moving up. Um, I think if they move, let's just say, from 17 uh, to 14, that's the Cavaliers pick, that could be a move where if Davis is there at 14 and they don't want to take the chance of losing, you know, because I think if he's there at 14, there's no guarantee that he's going to make it past Charlotte at 15 or the Hawks at 16. Uh, the Hawks could definitely be looking to acquire some defensive talent on the wing. So if the Rockets make that move from 17 to 14, it wouldn't cost them all that much. And if Johnny Davis, Wisconsin is there on the board, I would certainly do what I could to acquire Johnny Davis, if at all possible. So talk Johnny Davis. We have two more uh, prospects to talk about. Uh, really excited about these two names left. Uh, let's talk Jalen Duran from Memphis. Now, Jalen Duran is a top 10 talent. Let's get that out of the way. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Duran. What's his ceiling? What type of guy is he going to be in the league? Uh, last show, we talked about Mark Williams Duke, who I'm a big fan of. Think, if you're thinking Jalen Duran, think Mark Williams with an offense, a better offensive skill set, and he's a better rebounder. I mean, Jalen Duran is flat out scary good. Okay, he was a freshman. He's 6'11", 250. Uh, NBA draft room compares him to Dwight Howard. Uh, they're right up on him. Duran is a big-time talent who has a ton of untapped potential. Centers don't have as much value these days, but it will be hard for teams in the mid-lottery to pass on him. This is a guy that... If the Rockets could find a way, Jeremy and I talked about this on the last show, but I'll reiterate it now in case you didn't listen to the last show. If the Rockets could figure out a way to finagle the number seven pick from Portland in a trade package centered around a Christian Wood and potentially adding in Eric Gordon, the Rockets could take back some bad salary. I would take back bad salary if it meant Gordon and Wood getting to Portland and the Rockets acquiring the number seven uh, pick, I would literally drool over the idea of ending up with Jaden Ivey at three and Jalen Duran at seven. 
He's exactly what this team needs. How many games last year, the year before, where Rockets fans are put through the pain and anguish of watching this roster play without a rim protector? The the front office has done this roster such a disservice by putting together a team that literally did not have a rim protector. Like, I don't care if he was even a bad rim protector. Go out and get a guy like a Nerlens Noel. Get anybody to defend the rim, which they haven't done. If they're going to move up, in my eyes, the number one target to move up from 17, because I'm not moving down from three. If the Rockets move down from three, they're stupid. Flat out, they're stupid if they move out of three. So I don't think they're going to. I give Raphael Stone more credit than that. I think he's done a decent job as as general manager. My grade for him would be a C plus. If he can end up with three and seven in this draft, I'm all for it. And I would applaud the guy because I want nothing more than the Rockets to be a contender as soon as possible. Acquiring a guy like a Jalen Duran, I'm not going to call it a franchise altering move, but it would show me and so many other Rockets fans that they're genuinely interested in making this team as good as possible as soon as possible. Because if they just stay at 17, they're going to end up with a pretty good player. The last target we're going to talk about tonight is a guy that I would say most Rockets fans are drooling over the idea of if they stay at 17. So Jalen Duran, think Dwight Howard, okay? Who's Dwight Howard, it wasn't portrayed enough in his time as a Rocket, but Dwight Howard had an, has an underrated offensive skill set. Jalen Duran is the same way. At Memphis, he averaged 12 points a game. He averaged eight rebounds a game, uh, two blocks. I think his rebounding numbers are a little low for my liking, but if you watched any Memphis basketball, which (laughs) I'm sorry if you did, um, they didn't utilize him properly because they played him alongside multiple other bigs at the same time. I don't know why Penny Hardaway was doing that, but if he's the featured big man on a team, He's the type of guy that'll come in. He'll average his first year, I would say, 8 to 12 points, 7 to 10 rebounds his first year. Once he gets a feel for the league, those numbers are going to jump up. Uh, But Jalen Duran, for me, if they're going to move up from 17, which, again, I am on record saying the Rockets will not select at 17. Either they're going to move down, trade the pick, on you know as a whole or they're going to move up if they're going to move up a prime spot for me if you're the Rockets to get your hands on a guy like Jalen Duran is number seven with Portland Um, now the last guy we're going to talk about tonight is a guy that we've talked about him before we're going to talk about him in depth now Uh, let's talk Tari Eason from LSU Now, Tari Eason mocked on NBA Draft Room to the Rockets at 17. Now, a couple weeks ago, there was a story about how Tari Eason has been connected to the Rockets. He had an in-depth conversation with the Rockets' front office. He had good things to say about the front office, unlike those two doofballs who were saying that they hope Boncaro does not end up with the Rockets for some stupid reason. I don't know who those clowns are, but I could care less. 
Um, one of them looked like they lived in their mother's basement. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to refrain from, you know, saying anything, uh, you know, any more negative things about those two guys that'll stop here. Um, now here's the thing about Tari Eason, right? Last year at LSU, yeah, he's a, two, he's a sophomore. So he's coming out as a sophomore. He's not a freshman. Uh, his numbers did improve 2021. Uh, he averaged seven and a half points a game, six rebounds. Last year, those that 7.3 points went up to 17 points a game. Um, now, he's not a great three-point shooter. He did improve his three-point percentage from 24% to 36%. So, again, great to see the trajectory going up, not down on that three-point percentage. Um, he's six foot eight, uh, good size. NBA draft room, Ontari Eason describes him as a long, athletic, and versatile playmaker who can guard all over the court. Uh, think OG Anuobi, who the Raptors have openly put on the trade market. Look, if the Rockets, if the Rockets stay at 17, right? Let's say they don't move, they don't do anything in the draft, and they pick three and 17. If they come out of this draft with Tari Eason at 17, I love that pick because he gives the Rockets something that they don't, again, they don't have, I would say, good wing play, right? Think about the wings who were playing last year. K.J. Martin Jr. I like K.J. Martin Jr. Are the Rockets ready to make him the full-time starting small forward. If they're not, then they need to look to upgrade the position because then you have a log jam, right? If you draft Tari Eason, all of a sudden you have Garuba, KJ Martin, Jay Sean Tate, Tari Eason. Uh, if you draft Paulo, Paolo Boncaro, you've got Boncaro, you've got Wood, you've got Shangoon. You have all of these guys that, in my opinion, that doesn't fit. They have to make moves to adjust to what either they have or what they're going to draft. That's why, again, I'm Team Ivy over Team Boncaro, especially, right, if the Rockets can pick up Tari Eason at 17, he's a little bit shorter than Boncaro, but he at least fits what this team needs more than what Boncaro does. Boncaro gives you star power, right? But you have star power at least Right now, you have Jalen Green. There's nothing that says that Jaden Ivey can't be star power alongside uh, Jalen Green. So you can hit it out of the park with him there. Tari Eason at 17 at least makes it plausible of, okay, plug and play. He's your starting, one of your two uh, starting forwards. Then you let uh, KJ and Jay Sean Tate duke it out. One of those two guys is not going to start. You move him to the bench. You're making your bench now that much better. You're gaining good, solid depth with moves like that. Tari Eason should be, will be, is a target for the Rockets based on everything that I am reading, everything that I am seeing. So it's really exciting for the Rockets to be targeting that type of guy because they need that type of guy. So that concludes our talk for this evening. Very, very fun show. Thank you, Pops, for joining the show. Uh, again, this is part six of nine uh, for the, uh, the Dream Takes NBA Draft 2022 Prospect Breakdown. Jeremy and I will be live here on Spotify Live on Thursday for part number seven. 
Jeremy will be live this weekend for part number eight. We'll make sure we post those times. Our final prospect breakdown will be next Tuesday uh, night. And obviously, NBA draft a week from Thursday. We cannot wait. I will be live here on Spotify Live for uh, on draft night. Uh, so make sure to come tune in here. Uh, keep us live. We will be live through, uh, I would say, a majority of uh, the first round up until uh, at least the Rockets make their second pick. So with all that being said, this has been another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. If you're on Twitter, make sure to head on over to at the Dream Take. Give us a follow. Make sure to follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake, at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can check out my co-pilot on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. And finally, any day that ends in Y, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.